This episode of the Kick It Forward podcast is made possible thanks to Neds. Now, the footy season is one thing, but the tipping comp comes along with that as well. And there's every type. There's the guy that takes it way too seriously. That's like Giorgio, who only really has interest if they're close to the top and then never applies to anything. And then there's guys like Harry, who I don't quite know what Harry does care about. Now, if you don't really like tipping, but you want a one-stop shop for social betting, the Neds app is what you need. You can create groups to bet together. If you think you've found a winner or looking for a hot tip, tell your friends and check out what other punters are trying that week. Plus, follow expert tips and insights on everything AFL from the fantasy pig himself, Tom Rockcliffe, within the Neds AFL Open Group. And if you're not into footy, the app has racing, basketball, UFC, soccer, and much, much more. Download the Neds app if you haven't already and take it to the Neds level. T's and C's apply and are available on the Neds website. What's gambling really costing you? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Disgrace sports journalist Josh Gallup and welcome to the Kick It Forward podcast, the only sports newsroom with the guts to tell it how it is. This ah. week on the pod, England win or wait? No, they win <laughs> anyway. Shit, oh. asterisk, asterisk. <laughs> Giorgio might return. A special announcement, very, very special announcement. Giorno David Zeta joins the show. Very excited for that it one. It is a pleasure to be here. It is a pleasure to be here. Episode 23, we're cooking with gas, aren't we? Giorgio, you're back from Europe. Yeah. Yes. Oh, oh great to see you, <laughs> yes. mate. Um, you're looking oh great, God. by the way. How was the trip? Good. How was yours? Oh, uh, well, we didn't really have well, a bit of a holiday, yeah. so um, oh, I know you God. like to go on holiday a lot, but um, that's okay. No, no, no. Um, was that you know, why, Was that Giorgio bot? Yes. That was Giorgio Bot. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. So he actually still is away. Giorgio actually arrives back in town in about an hour and a half, but due to an announcement, which will be announced in a second after we get to our yes. current guest, yep. we can't record with him. Uh, Driz, uh, Harry's housemate, joins us. Guys, thank you for having me. <laughs> yeah. I'm, <all> <laughs> I'm just getting a real appreciation God. for what Giorgio Bot looks like. Yeah. Uh, how'd you guys get one of the hey. iRobots? Oh, oh my god! What a great film that Unbelievable. is! Unbelievable, oh, really good. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was like, you know, you watch that in year um year nine English or something, and you analyze it, mm. and robots are taking over. Makes oh. more sense because he was slapping so many people in that movie. <laughs> Bloody will. God. Okay. Well, it was pre-canceling. Yeah, <laughs> it was pre-canceling. Uh, Drews, uh, tell us about yourself. Why do you love um? You've appeared in a lot of our videos lately, especially with um Giorgio on sabbatical. Uh, very much, uh, very much fallen into into this. It seems like you guys are well and truly scraping the bottom of the barrel by having me no, in no, no, here. No, no, but no, you were the first choice. <laughs> you literally can't believe you're available an hour before we record. Unbelievable. <laughs> I uh, I live with Harry here, where you guys do the podcast, and usually when you are doing the podcast, I'm actually just in the room right next to us, either watching like The Simpsons or reruns of Bounce. So. <laughs> You'll fit right in with this show, especially with your long stories. Drew's really knows his stuff when it comes to sport, so it's going to be really handy. It's going to be a credit to the force. What what force? The force of us. The force of this the, podcast. The police, yeah, police, force, the police and the police force. force. Yeah, and the, <laughs> and the police force. Um, guys, we have some very big news. Harry, do you want to help us out? Uh, yeah, okay. Hey, I'm just get my drum kit out. Okay. I'm going to do one snare drum for this and two drumsticks. And uh, all right, here we go. We've got a short one. Do you want a short one or a long one? Mm, no, long. Always long. Okay. Build yeah, suspense up. Prefer the long mm, one. Come on. Oh, this is long. Wait for it. 
I have to. Wait for it. Well, we're going somewhere. Yeah, we're going. Yeah, we're, we're going to Philadelphia <laughs> to meet an NFL team. We can't say too it's much, but it starts with an E and ends with an Eagles. You know what's funny? We'll make like a dramatic, like one minute sting if someone <laughs> farts, and then for that amazing <laughs> announcement, we just go, "Oh yeah, we're going away somewhere." Yeah, we're Sorry. going away. So, me and Sorry, yeah, hang on, hang on. Old body lift my energy. Yeah. I need to lift. I need to lift a bit here. Sorry about that. Put the fucking pliers down. Yeah, you've been playing with pliers for two days. Yeah, I'm always on the tools, you know, mate. You know me, I'm always busy. We're getting on a bloody plane. We're about to fly. Yeah, I think I think I calculated it's going to be about, well, if you put a pin through a globe through Perth, it comes out the other end at Philadelphia. Well, it's actually closer to New York or uh, It's Alb- a little bit southwest, west, it's whatever, whatever Albany, mate. Yeah. Whatever. Josh is getting awfully technical. <laughs> yeah, geog- okay, geography nerd sting. Play that. Ooh. Oh, yeah. You said to play Philly music. This is. Well, this is Bruce Springsteen, of course, from the movie Philadelphia, where, you know, Tom Hanks picked up his first Academy Award. Everyone thought he was a funny guy. And then um, he did a serious one. And they go, shit, this boy can act. Now, guys, I've been getting ready for, for to go to Philadelphia. Um, you might have noticed my. Um, sorry. I don't know any other Philadelphia songs. Oh, really? Apart flip, from. Philadelphia. Philadelphia. It's going to be great. It's going to be great to go see where yeah, the magic they film, happened. That's where they filmed that TV show, right? Atlanta. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was. It, I don't think so. No, I don't think so. Anyway, we're going to an NFL team. It's going to be really yeah. fun. They actually have three Australians. Aaron Supos used to play for St Kilda. Jordan Mylata, who uh, is one of the best left tackles in the comp, mm. apparently. And Matt Leo, I didn't realise there's a third Australian as well who's through the international player pathway as well. So he was on the practice squad and now he's actually on the main squad. So there's three Australians in one NFL team. Why us yeah, out of anyone? It's, it's, uh, I know it's a lot amazing. of you at home are in a, trying to figure out why uh, yeah I can see Drew's face he's going what the hell yeah why is this happening a lot of journos but- did message me when I hinted at it on, online they were like oh um, man great job how did this happen <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah yeah like, why you some, some, why you some very good colleagues of mine in the radio world said that's cool. We've been sitting in the same chair for 20 years. I mean, that's an amazing career. Yeah, it's really good. Of course, by the local Nova team here. But, um, yeah, it's pretty cool. I've been um, – well, actually, so is Josh. A little bit of a glow up before we um, before we head off. A bit of, bit of new fashion. We accidentally bought the same pair of shoes on the same day. <laughs> Sorry, that's the Riz International Riz sound effect. <laughs> Got and, the, and how appropriate it is for two of the rizziest guys that yeah, you'll yeah, ever yeah, see yeah, this yeah. side of the equator. <laughs> Thanks, Drew. Thanks, Drew. <laughs> you know that, uh, just quickly before we go into your riz my shoes, that uh, Jordan from the Philadelphia Eagles, obviously we're already mates. I'm not going by his last name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. weighs 166 kilograms. Yeah. I'm closer to half his weight. That's us together. It's legitimately close to and, half. And we're, we're almost his height. And yeah. It's, uh, and it's us together. <laughs> and he's not, he's not like a linesman who's like got a big gut or something. He's jacked. Yeah, he's agile. Can and you he, can you guys try and pick him up when you're there? <laughs> that's a good game. <laughs> that's that's a, a good game. And that's how we won't be invited back. Oh, so <laughs> talking about the shoes. Oh, there's some cool shoes. You got them too. But I, but I was almost Trish, I was almost a bit like, oh fuck. Now he's got them. I don't know if they're as cool anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and I bought some pants. Whoa. Sorry. Um, the Riz Sting extended version. So, Harry, that's actually my Riz Dar. So, <laughs> I, I have a partner in Meg, but you're single over in the US and everyone knows an Australian in the US 
Oh my god! If you as much as open your mouth, you're risking. This is going to. So I'm just going to let you know because you you're going into the danger zone. Philadelphia, non-major city, like mm. not New York, not LA. You're walking around there six six. You know, you know. In Australia, you're a four. Over there, you're an 11. You're an 11 out of 10. So I'm just going to help you out now. Oh, okay. Anytime you say something too sexy, I'm going to play the Riz, Rizdar. Okay, okay. The yeah. whole, can you have a little speaker on you the whole time we're there? No, no, no. I mean today in the program. So you're ready for it. So if you say something too sexy, you'll be pulled up on it. Harry, do you have a backstory when you go to America? Uh, Australian sort of backstory that you can sort of... Uh, oh, for sure. I mean, do we roll out... Are they near the coast? They know anything about surfing? <laughs> well, it wouldn't be a lie, actually. It wouldn't be a lie for time <laughs> I was a pro server. I've never seen you surf, but you talk about it more than anyone I know. Yeah, I told you. I had my serious eardrum surgery, Josh. It's been a while since I've been in the water. Oh, I'm actually oh, I just want to chime yeah. in on the eardrum story. I was there last time that Harry blew out his eardrum when we were surfing, and there's nothing less Australian surfer guy that you've ever seen <laughs> than some guy blowing his eardrum out in the surf ah. and just trying to hold hold his ear. <laughs> it's pretty... It's a Yeah, it's a devastating injury. I'm just picking you at a bar in Philly and just going, yeah, it's my eardrum. Like, I can't get water in it. I can't go on for hey, the What was that? Sorry, I didn't hear. Like, a bit deaf in this ear, hey. Sorry. Hey, one more thing, actually. Can yeah, we just quickly on. say this, Josh? You know, we're going to go there. And these are the trips you really want to make the most of it because we're on a fucking plane for two days either, either way. Yeah. In fact, the 10th of August, we completely lose because of the time zones. So I hope you didn't have any plans that day. Oh, shit, I'm going to reschedule. Yeah, because the 10th of August now doesn't exist in our life. Wow. But I'm not sure I can be there for you the whole time, Josh, because I was having a little look at the facilities at the hotel. Oh, okay. There's a bowling alley attached to the hotel. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be one of those situations. Like, I remember down south when we were at the Surfing Pro Really had to really had to fight for you guys to act in this gaslighting video. I'm just feeling like Harry, like you know what? Give me an extra two hours. I got to do that seventeen thousand more bowls to do. <laughs> They're called frames, mate. Yeah, sorry, I need to get that down. Yeah, anyway, so we're going to the US. Very excited. So we're yeah. going to make a lot of US content in the next couple of days. Uh, the other thing I did in the week is saw Oppenheimer. We're going to talk about that today. Well, wait, we want to talk about it now. Or you want to talk about it today? I just want to talk about the um, soundtrack more than anything. Well, okay, this was like years in the making for you, Josh. You've been talking about this for ages. A big, a big Nolan dude. I just really like the soundtrack. A lot of the stuff they were doing, they were yelling and stuff. It's like if they remove this soundtrack, it would be very corny. Because then it get like they're yelling at each other. There's so much dialogue, and then it gets to this point, and this is the level of um, song that's happening while they're just yelling. And if you removed it, they're just old men having a like a spat. It's like, no, nah, you were bad. <laughs> I need to go so, so that, so that was spoiler, sorry, spoiler, spoiler. Yeah, spoiler. yeah, yeah. Was that from Oppenheimer that you just yeah, played? Yeah, that's the soundtrack. Yeah. Did they manage to work in like Smash Mouth All Star at any stage? <laughs> <or>? <laughs> okay, how about a little bit of context there? This is Triz's favorite song. Any opportunity for karaoke, Triz is going straight to. You play Hey Now, somebody. Well, once. I'm a big Shrek fan. I yeah, think we can yeah, all agree yeah, it's yeah, a great yeah, movie. Yeah, 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 it's yeah. all right. Yeah, Shrek's awesome. Is it? Where Shrek's does it rank as far as your um up there with Nolan's? Is it above nah, all that's of them? More, I, that's on my Mike Myers um, scale. Starting oh, to see how, <laughs> how a professional setup we've got going on here that you've just got Smash Mouth ready to go. Anyway, um, Drews, we've got a big program today. Unfortunately, Georgia couldn't be back, so he's but he's definitely going to have a Perth update while we're in Philadelphia. 
um, which is great. That's just being flexible. You know, we had Europe updates. Next yeah. week, a Perth update. That's yeah, the yeah. podcast. I can't world. wait. But there are uh, any rules. We've got a lot, a lot of sport to get through because it was a jam-packed weekend. You ready, oh. Drews? Drews, I said, are you ready? Uh, yep. Hey now, you're an all-star. Bartel Poos for the first time in a day. It was better than Leo. Matildas have won again. And welcome back, Daniel Ricciardo. They came bounding over. <laughs> the headlines. Thank you, Sammy from the Beefs, for putting oh. together his remix of the that, Pierce Morgan is the C word. He's that good. I know. It takes you back, doesn't it? I know. Festival days. Yeah, it definitely does. But it's 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 a really nice little piece because it does remind us what the key takeaway from this Ashes is. So Pierce Morgan is a giant piece of shit and he's a C word. Sorry for swearing so much. They need to um, time these Ashes a little bit better because we always seem to be recording the podcast when they're the result's about to be determined, like two hours away from being determined. It's in the balance. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We literally told, no, by the time this is out, Australia could have won thanks to the heroics of Uzi. How hilarious will it be if they come off and get a win after everything, despite it being delayed because of rain? So now the basic two outcomes most likely are Australia win or it's a draw. Now there's a chance that England bowl like crazy as well, I guess. But if either of those two come off, it's just so funny, mostly for just Pierce Morgan being a giant C. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, hey, why don't we just take our hats off quickly to Stuart Broad, guys? What, no, a, what a contribution he's made to Test cricket. He's, he's very, you know, the fact that he's such a lanky twat, like he's like my size, uh, but he bowls and he wears a headband. He's actually like the perfect and easy, most easily hateable guy. And, you know, he's he fires it up. He's competitive. He's great. I he's, he's a dad, mate. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't think we should be having a crack at You know what? Pierce Morgan's a dad as well. Oh, I feel so. Well, I saw that the other day. I've, I was like, that poor son. I've written this. I've actually written. <laughs> I might write a song about how Pierce Morgan's a legend. <laughs> and a dad. <laughs> yeah, and Pierce a, Morgan is a and, legend and, and, and a dad. So leave him alone. What about the bloody funny jokes from Steve Smith after Australia gave, you know, a little tribute to Broad when he came out? What'd he do? Well, Smith suggested that Jimmy Anderson should bloody come through as well and retire. (laughs) 41 years old, Harry. 41 years old and still bowling those bullets. Unbelievable, mate. Bloody bullets. So the English Ashes fans took a break from hissing and they instead started yelling boring at the players. And the Australian players, the same players that got angry originally from the hissing, which was shit, and also the racist taunts or so. Yeah. Um, They also (laughs) turned around, but it was a guy just screaming, you're boring. 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 On your... Yeah, yeah, absolute loser. Although the players should not be biting at that. Nah, I know they shouldn't be. You know what I found the best about that entire like interaction was. Mate, say whatever you want about us, but don't you dare accuse this five-day-long game of being boring. You know what I reckon I was just thinking? Imagine how many other people that he talks to about cricket go, now that's fucking boring, (laughs) no matter what happens. I like to prank all Australian radio stations, right? Like, Harry, you know this. Drews, you might have heard it. It's your pastime. Yeah, yeah. I've spent Mm. the last two days trying to prank call British talkback radio. Can't get on. The one thing is Talk Sport, uh, which is the main sport radio station, I call up and talk about cricket and the guy answers, cricket? 
why do you want to talk about cricket? I was like, oh, there's an amazing Ashes on. Who's your team? I go, Manchester United. He goes, yeah, we might call you back, mate, and then hang up. It happened three times. And now they got my name on file. It's Josh from the Midlands. <laughs> so okay. What do you reckon they want to talk about if it's not cricket? There's no APL on at the moment. They want to talk about APL like prior to the season. Like pre-season. pre-season. Yeah, yeah. The other one is we got through to like the Radio National, like the ABC version of uh, talkback radio and we got all the way on and then my phone didn't work because the reception here is bad. <laughs> don't don't know now. This, that feels like you're attacking our reception. I am attacking uh, our reception. Yeah, it is shit house. So you're black on the blacklist for... Um, like seven of those. Yeah, or well, Australia, now England. Yeah, so if and anyone wants to prank n- all next? English, you know, maybe we try US talkback while we're there. Should yeah. we try and get like on a US uh, local radio network if we can and One. pretend that we're like are superstars from Australia? I hope they don't Google though. Yeah, I mean, a good producer might. No, no, no. we got to hope they're <laughs> incompetent, okay? We'll bring our song. Josh Garland, good start. I've been training the house down. He's coming off. Get him back off. Get him off. We have a no tipping chat. I've just broke it, but we have a no tipping chat on this podcast. But we're going to lift that just this one time because the weekend, I tell you what, if you're a tipster... Don't say it, don't say it, don't say it. It was an absolute hipster's nightmare. It's tipping me to death. How to come win? Fucking die, nightmare. Fatality. So that's our new sting if there's more than four upsets. Tipster's nightmare. Okay, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. And there were about seven on the weekend. Yeah, it was insane, wasn't it? From the start, like Carlton Collingwood, everyone's like, foregone conclusion, Carlton going to blow their load. And as not expected, it was just like the most unbelievable game from Carlton. They I, continued I their run. Carlton. Did you? Yep. Not a tipster's nightmare for me. I just really wish we didn't relinquish I, that I tipping just, ban. I just, yeah, no, we're, talking, we're giving heaps of time to tipping and this is really, really good though. It's good chat. But the, you got to Sunday... And out of all the rounds that have happened, you're looking at, oh, we've got West Coast versus North here. Yeah. West Coast haven't won for about 10 years. This is going to be a true tipster's nightmare round. Yeah. And then they bloody made it an even bigger tipster's nightmare. Well, what? that brings us to a good point. It's like there was a lot of like tipping and crap on the weekend. But something that came up is West Coast got their first win in 16, loss, in 16 losses in a row, their first win, all right? And they broke their longest mm. record. Now, something came up in 2019 or 2020 that we we flagged at the time as being significant because that was the start of their downturn, 2020, at the back end of that season. I don't really believe in curses, guys. I'm not a big curse guy. Sure, sure, um, sure. But Ernie Dingo, when he speaks, I generally listen. Now, he was on a program and basically said the Indigenous Guernsey that was used in 2019 had something on it that created uh, potentially a bad omen for the team. Young nephew of mine, he designed the jumper for the, um, I think it's 19, 2019. He put the so-called wagger on the front. But when he put the wagger on the front, he went a little bit further and put it feathers and... Stuff that yeah. you're not supposed yes. to put on the jump. I mean, having the snake on there is fine, but he'd gone a little bit further and put that on. And I think that's where it all stemmed from. They put a sacred object on the jumper mm. and not without clearing it through the um, the cultural <laughs> side of it all. <laughs> well, absolutely. Everyone on the panel just oh. then, Driz, they all backed it in. So that made me think it was real. And the other thing about curses, I only ever believe them if they're to do with sport. Because the thing about curses in sport is they're as powerful as your fan base and the club actually believe them to be. So my question is, did the Eagles do anything recently to lift that omen? Did they get rid of Do they change the Guernsey? Did well, they, they must have done something because the Eagles just won. So mm. 
has the curse been lifted? God, oh, did they carry Madame Zeroni up the hill like in holes? <laughs> like like <laughs> the curse from hole from holes. I fucking love holes. I love holes is a great holes movie. Is such a good film. Those- Do you mean this woman? You and your family will be cursed for always and eternity. <laughs> that's is, that's Madame Zeroni. During the worst thing a, a, a professional club can do before we go back to holes is <laughs> thank you acknowledge a curse exists because if the Eagles actually acknowledge that curse exists, then in any form, even if they respond to a tweet or something, does that mean that then the the fans would consider it and then they're like, oh no, the curse again, and then it's nah. like self fulfilling in a way? Nah, do it. Take the heat off the actual problems. <laughs> Take the. <laughs> Blame the curse. Yeah, blame it is just the curse. Blame the curse. Has nothing to do with Simo, guys. We're cursed. No, Simo yeah. rocks up to every press conference. He's like, guys, sorry, we're cursed. Yeah, yes. I've been trying my best. Just on that, though, with holes, don't you reckon they should have considered putting in like a child penitentiary not in a place with poisonous lizards? Oh, they were dangerous, weren't they? And but lots like they were, of guns. That, like, why would just go a different spot? Well, that's where the treasure was. I understand that. Spoilers. Sorry. Can you guys explain to me what the plot of Holes is? Mm, so this guy's in love with Holes. And so he uh, just starts digging. Is his name Harry Fitzgerald? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, this story has Holes. Sure is. You haven't seen Holes. I've been busy watching Shrek. <laughs> you would love Holes. You would love I'm not going to explain anything Carl, about it. I'll watch think, it while you're in Philly. And when you come back, I'll give yeah. you a, a, a run through of what I thought. Yeah. Also, kick it full of mailbag at gmail.com. Send in your holes reviews <laughs> and we'll, we'll get a couple of them going maybe next week because I'm sure we'll have nothing else to talk about. Uh, but can I just actually get one more thing on holes? <laughs> I've got heaps, but one more thing on holes. Yeah. This is a big spoiler, Drew. You can just turn, turn oh, your headphones off for a second. So the scene where they eventually... Dig the hole. Well, they eventually. <laughs> well, there's know, multiple. They, there I'll plural. just say there's a, there's a part. It's a kids movie, so they survive their ordeal. They go through at the end of the film, and they get to like water. Yeah. And, and they have the onions, and it's refreshing. They've got food and water. They live. Is that scene? Is that better than when the prisoners in Shawshank Redemption got a beer on the roof from Andy Dufresne? Mm. Two very similar kind of refreshments quenched. That's true. Situations. I think that you're more uh, empathetic of them being kids or like teenagers, whereas some of the guys in the Dufresne camp were murderers or <laughs> bad people. <laughs> yeah, shit, okay. I've been saying that like, no, the, the voiceover is better in the Shawshank one. Yeah, it's Freeman. Andrew Dufresne was a man that I knew. Anyway. Nice. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Okay, back to curses. Uh, there's a couple other examples, and I got this entirely from the same article. It was uh, an article released on Fox Sports Online about the release of The Mummy, the original Mummy on VHS. Uh, the first one was John Safran. I actually remember this. He went to, I believe, the Caribbean or somewhere in South America, and the Socceroos were believed to be cursed. And he ridded the Socceroos by getting hiring a witch doctor and getting rid of the curse. And the next year they had their run into the uh, the World Cup. There was obviously the Chicago Cubs curse. Thank you to the mummies released in cinemas soon. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there were heaps of curses. But I think that Ernie Dingo, West Coast Eagles curse should be on there too because it's now a documented thing. Well, add it in and it's in cinemas soon again, isn't it? Yeah. It said it's on out on iTunes and Google Play, (laughs) but I clicked the link and it said it was corrupted. (laughs) Damn it. It was cursed. Uh, (laughs) The link was cursed. The link was cursed. The funny thing, guys, uh, Lance Franklin retired. I'm I'm working on a tribute 
It'll be. Um, oh, I'm not. I don't have as much time as I did for the Tom Brown one. If anyone saw that at the uh, Kick It Forward Instagram page, the podcast yep. Instagram page, that took me hours. You can do, you can do a Lance Franklin tribute. I'm thinking about it. What you've only got 36 hours to make it <laughs> while we're flying. Yeah, you got one. Yeah. Cool. All right. All right. All right. Can all the right. Uh, Lance Franklin tribute be Tenacious D inspired? Yes, of course yeah. it can. Cool. That's duh. so holes. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> Welcome to Nuffy of the Week, Triz. If you don't know this, we go through the comments and sort of interactions online of uh, super fans and some not so super fans and find out the best ones from the week because sometimes you can find some gold in the comments. <laughs> what do you think about that intro? That's pretty oh, good. I'll take your word for it. Yeah, uh, let's let's crack into it. Good, We're starting man. to a really good one this week. You remember that viral uh, clip from a Carlton fan on Talk Rate Radio a couple of weeks ago? Our leaders don't look up to the coach because he isn't a leader anymore. He's not that coach. He's, the club needs a complete turnover. And I'm sorry to say, but if it, if it means leaders traded to other teams for draft picks, you bloody do it. Carlton fans were having this cataclysmic crisis at the time. Well, we all thought that was a joke. We thought that was satire, that no one could be that into a team where they were basically being abusive so much to players that they didn't have, I don't know, the presence of mind to really just calm themselves a little yep, bit. Yep. Turns out he's a real guy and he called back up to double down. He wasn't going to apologize for what he, but he was so happy after they've won six in a row. Listen to how much Lloyd he sprays him afterwards. Yeah, good evening, gents. I've been pretty tough on the boys, um, but this is what I've been asking for all season and it's come. It's, we lost, what, six or seven in a row. We've won six in a row, and this is all I can ask for from the Carlton Football Club, from Bossy and the coaching staff. You know, I'm I'm not going to go back on my words what I said. You know, early on in the season, I still stick to it. Um, they proved me wrong, and upwards and onwards now. What a win tonight! Up the Blue Boys. Yeah, well done, Snapper. You should be uh, wrapped with your football club, and that's why you don't overreact when you win, and you don't uh, overreact when you lose, because that's footy. And I think you've done too much of that this year. I would have thought with uh, when your team was losing. Yeah, you got too emotional, and that's what I love what your club has done. The people who run the club stood fat. It is an emotional <laughs> game, though, Matthew. It's a very emotional game. I know, game. but yeah. when you, but, when but you let the, the... administrators can't be emotional. Is that right? And that's why they're, they're there to be just... Have balanced. Balanced balance heads and not let the, the mentals run the asylum. <laughs> Lordo, big fan, first of all. Um, he's of course listening. <laughs> <laughs> listens every single week. Loves it. If you don't have the emotion, you don't have the fans, you don't have the atmosphere, and you don't have the merch sales. Cha-ching. You need emotion in the game. You do, but he makes a really good point. Like the biggest problem with uh, Carlton has been they keep firing coaches willy bloody nearly, mm. and this time they were about to fire another guy, and and they've come. They've been better off. You know, they've learnt from their down period Mate. and now they're doing well. And it's so, I just find it so funny that he went back at Snapper and goes, You're a fucking idiot. Vossi was almost in the Barbados in his redundancy package. <laughs> and he's like, Fuck, we beat Collingwood. <laughs> oh, you're fucking kidding me. <laughs> Shit. Mate, what I love there about Snapper, though, is he's almost going, like, I called for it for the boys to turn this around. <laughs> and, and, and they did. He's almost giving himself a pat on the back. It's like, 
Did they listen to me? But what yeah. about like, I'm, I'm not going to apologize for my comments. It's like, man, your comments are pretty fucked. Like they, they, they were like quite extreme. Like you were asking for Vossi to be like fired. So, but also, up. also Matthew Lloyd's just sent him to the mental asylum. Yeah. I know. I know. Right and this is why you don't have the uh, mentals running the asylum. <laughs> such a good line. <laughs> A right, quick update, guys, on I Hate Frio fan page. So I've been commenting on it lately a little bit, a little bit more. So, uh, and you, haven't, yeah. you haven't been kicked out? No, so, so Frio beat Geelong and it was an upset. Second time they beat the reigning premiers this year and they beat them at Alphabet Stadium. So for those that don't follow uh, AFL, that's like a really hard thing to do. One of the hardest grounds to win out in the, in the country and a team that hasn't been playing that well and they've got a really, really big win. And on the I Hate Frio page, they were ropeable. Honestly, they were so angry. One guy posted a skull x-ray and there was just a human shit in it. Oh. And it said, um, <laughs> fuck mantle fans' brains. Oh, my God. And um, Bri- oh my Bryce God. responded, honestly, best ever. Bryce. <laughs> 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 yeah, he's always got his back. God, the bar just gets keep getting raised and raised, doesn't it, with these memes? But I did write one thing. I said I said on one of the comments, hey, guys, I, I'm really sorry because I can't post directly because they've restricted that for me because I've, I've got it back basically appealed. You're on band. probation. Yeah, I'm on probation. And I, I wrote, <laughs> hey, guys, um, I hate Freo just as much as the rest of yous, but when I was watching them beat Geelong at that win, I was having these weird feelings in me brain. I couldn't help but think, do I like this team? Oh, kick him do out. I like kick it? him out of there. Kick <laughs> him out. <laughs> Someone replied, just ban him already. <laughs> I really, really need you to go a bit more undercover with yourself, Josh. I, know, I want I know. you to get in there. I want, you to get to the point, I want you to get to the point where you have posted a meme and you get from Bryce best ever <laughs> because <laughs> that will be the ultimate glory. That will be the best ever. Yeah, yeah. Someone emailed in, um, someone on a Hawks supporter page, like another fan Nuffy page, had generated an image, Hawthorne Hawks winning the 2024 premiership <laughs> with AI. Oh, and mate. you know those AI images, their faces are like all morphed and terrible and like they've got four arms coming out of their head. That's what it was like. But this person was like genuinely feeling the vibe after their win that, you know, this is something that could potentially happen. And uh, someone to screenshot this is like probably the biggest nuffy I've ever seen. I took that energy and started generating Frio and West Coast Premiership wins. And it's actually quite accurate. Although there was was one forehead coming out <laughs> of a forearm. I don't know if that's a AI mix up. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, the final one, guys, was a nuffy submission. This is via DM. So thanks so much from Nick B. As a demon's nuffy, I consume all available content. As a result, a few years ago, I stumbled across a Facebook page, Delightful Dating. Unfortunately, I think the page has been dis- disbanded, but its essence remains. If you're a single D supporter whose personality centers around supporting the mighty Melbourne Football Club, then this page is for you. The page consisted of lonely hearts, D's tragics, posting selfies with short bios, mostly D-centric, looking for a date. Me and my sister would routinely comment on the post as we were both single and thought we could find love with our fellow D's faithful. If only you started the pod in 2019, you lanky fuck. Oh. But fuck me, this was so funny. I have no doubt the other clubs have would have enoughy dates pages so there might be a video on that honestly love what you guys do you have been listening for oh no he's being positive now not interested oh no no yeah gross 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 what a loser uh absolutely uh (laughs) great email um how many people on that page just rolled out one you know a bit of a d's nuts (laughs) 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 i just hope that's all i can do is hope um have you would you ever be tempted to go on a west coast uh fan page dating page drizz or for harry would that be the uh, Worst thing in the world, knowing dating someone like that. 
Uh, I'd probably go on the pies one. Or <laughs> <laughs> well, well, the baggers one now. Do you reckon like, you know, you don't want to exclude any options for, for where your potential future wife could be. So do you reckon even if you, were, even, if, even if you weren't a D supporter, do you reckon you could like, you know, sneak your way in there and then eventually they'd probably find out, but just as an in. So you want to start with your relationship with a lie. Okay. Pretend that you were a D supporter. This sounds hang like on, a movie. And Australia, Cracker Jack was good in the 90s or 2000s or whatever. What if the modern day Cracker Jack is a guy wanted to date a woman so he made up that he was a D's fan and had to fake it for two years until something came out. Just went completely undercover. Mm. But don't they say opposites attract? I mean, Josh, you're the most experienced in, in love here, I think. Yeah. Um, we've actually got a good mate of ours that has uh, a policy, Ricey, that he really hates anyone that is a member of, of sports fans because yeah, yeah. he, he reckons he gets enough enough sports like in his own life that he doesn't need it in like a potential future partner. So yeah. as he, he doesn't want to go to the games all the time. He's been on first dates before <laughs> yeah, and they'll, they'll bring yeah. up that they're a member of a footy club and he'll just never call them again. And his eyes drift past <laughs> yeah. towards the exit. <laughs> Guys, I had another one quickly. So uh, adults painting their face. There was a guy Collingwood had his face painted. He was about 47 years old. Awesome. Where do we stand with face painting? We've had a Guernsey debate. We've had adults wearing other things to debate. What do you think about face paint? Drews, you go first. Well, I know that it's hard to get off because we all painted our faces when we went to gather rounds. Oh, yeah, um, we've done, yeah, I've done it twice at games. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so that's, that's a factor, but uh, it's ultimate enough, I would have thought. Um, yeah, it's completely enough, but it's also just... It's kind of hilarious Just, just be well. yourself. Just be yourself. Oh, sitting I, on the I, fence fucking again. What do you know? Yeah, I think, um, I, you know, the old policy that I started last season was do whatever you want to do. I'm actually weirdly, actually totally for uh, painting your face for okay. now because it's so extreme. It's hilarious. I'm all for it. And given your strike rate, that doesn't really surprise me. No, no. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I commented on something of like that on the weekend and someone just tagged a photo of me in West Coast painted face <laughs> at Carlton West Coast at the MCG from five years ago. And I was like, oh, i got nothing to do. Yeah, you look, you look damn hot. I look bloody good. What, what about if it's not footy related? What if you just go as like Spider-Man to a game? Uh, now you're talking. All right. Um, <laughs> the final one is uh, Robbo. You couldn't, you you couldn't let a thousand... Robbo from AFL 360. I saw he's on an ad with Darcy Moore about the AFL's number one seltzer, their seltzer of choice. They've mm. got a new ad. Yeah, random. Really random ad, really bizarre. I just said yesterday, does Robbo get enough shit for having a soul patch? <laughs> oh, right. Okay, like everyone, everyone, everyone makes fun of, yeah, it's of Shannon Noel for having a soul patch. It's just part of the identity. But Robbo rocks up every single day, spouts absolute crap. You know, we, I love him, but... Yeah, He's he, also got this perpetual soul patch. He shaves his face and leaves a soul patch every day. Um, popular in the 40s and 50s with um, jazz musicians and flute players. Really? Because they wouldn't want the flutes to rub against their bare skin. So they'd have a little soul patch. <laughs> is that, are you making they, this up? No, 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 no. This is this is true. This episode of the podcast is made possible alongside our mates at Ned's. Thanks for jumping off for 2024. Now, round zero is over, Harry. You're aware of this? Mm, yeah, it's confused, but yes, I'm aware. The first full week of footy. Um, you're excited, right? I'm so thirsty for for, for more footy. <laughs> I'm um, so thirsty. You can sit down. I'm parched. Sit down. 
Any games you're excited about exactly? Or Probably the debut of Harley Reid, the most built-up oh, debut yeah. in the history of the AFL. Oh, yeah, maybe Jack Watts over at Melbourne, but mm-hmm. we'll get to the Demons in a second. Oh, I'm pretty excited to see Frio. Uh, I might head down there and watch the game on Sunday. The last game, that's the glamour spot before bounce. Just before them, though, are Melbourne versus the Western Bulldogs. This is a big one, and they're coming off a pretty inconsistent 2023, the Doggies, and they take on the Ds, who are convincingly beaten by Sydney at the SEG, but they still come in favourites at $1.67 on the Neds app. It's a massive weekend coming up, so head to the Neds app to check out all the markets for round one and take it to the Neds level. T's and C's apply. Prices subject to change. What's gambling really costing you? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. And um, we're talking... And who else Who else rolls one of them out still? Howie Mandel? Mm. He, he, he um, cruises with one of them. Is yeah. the judge from... One of the American yeah, talent shows. Yeah, yeah like America's Got Talent maybe. And he used to be his comedian from, I think. Yeah. yeah I I'm just saying, no, not many people would be caught. If you rocked up with a soul patch tomorrow, Harry, we would give you shit for a year. Nolsey had a real monopoly on that soul patch for, uh, you know, early 2000s period. Yeah. And then Robbo's no. sort of come in. It's now Robbo's the, the main man. No, for one no, one, no one notices it. We need to do it. Well, All right, guys. Robbo watches reruns of Australian Idol season one. So Him and me both. Everyone. <laughs> <laughs> think you could be Don LaFontaine one day? Who's that? Like the guy responsible for most of the 90s movie trailer voiceovers. Oh, the guy who was every... When you hear those voiceovers, they're so sick. It's awesome. I was literally just thinking that though. Doesn't Josh have like the most amazing yeah, voice? Yeah, he does. You he know, Harry puts on that voice, the Fontaine voice constantly for oh, any, yeah. any voiceover he needs to do professionally. You know, for all of your pod mm. listeners, this is a, a, it's not actually how Harry sounds in real life. Harry yeah. puts this voice on as his pod voice, <laughs> yeah. but in real life when he steps out of this studio, he goes, oh my gosh, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, out there it's Don voice. Barbie versus Oppenheimer. <laughs> this is just my normal voice. Oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> firstly, uh, I saw Oppenheimer on the weekend. Yeah. Pretty good. $35 tickets <laughs> per movie. Not good. Uh, yeah, it's pretty expensive. <laughs> <laughs> 35 bucks. I, had a, I was going to go see Barbie last week. Barbie. Uh, <laughs> Had a, had, a, had a got a free ticket through work. Thank well, you're you going to buy yourself. No, I was going to go with former Fremantle captain Sean McManus. <laughs> Just you two. Yeah. Were you going to wear pink? Nah, no. Nah. Uh, I didn't see that when I saw Oppenheimer. It's three hours, very, very long. It was pretty cool. Again, I've already spoke about the music. It was epic. The music was really good. I just don't know if I'd ever watch it again. No, it's three hours. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Maybe, if someone, maybe if someone like cut it up on TikTok into 11,000 segments. Oppenheimer went to Berkeley and then he discovered the quantum mechanics. Then he made A-bomb and then it blow up. Then he considered H-bomb but then think it bad. So there are particular movies you do watch again. We were talking about Shawshank earlier in the pod. Shrek. The thing, yeah, Shrek as well. You know what happened when I was watching day four of The Ashes? It switched over from Gem to Nine when you're watching online. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But on Gem, Shawshank started. So I had to make a decision <laughs> and I messaged Drew straight away. I said, well, we can't watch the ashes anymore because Shawshank's on and the, and the F1 was on as well. Mm. I messaged back saying, we need to see where Andy Dufresne ends up here. 
Yeah. I have, no, have no idea where this is going to land. God. Driz, you need to not watch Shawshank and watch Holes. That's what you need to do. That's your homework. I'm a whole train. All right. The other thing I took away from Oppenheimer uh, was a TikTok I saw, and they were comparing NBA contracts to Oppenheimer and Barbie's opening weekend. And I actually thought it was a really good point because now NBA contracts have gone to the same level as really good movies what? on their opening weekend. Sports contracts have really destroyed my perspective on what numbers like this mean to me because like are you really telling me that oppenheimer cost like four years of Draymond green and like they only profited like a couple years of joe harris how is that even possible like oppenheimer really cost wendell carter and markel fultz or the fact that barbie profited like a singular kevin durant which is so cool yeah they, they profited one kevin durant and they spent one jimmy butler i think this is a great way to think about money I thought that was really good. It makes, okay. makes the money look tiny in the movie industry. Okay, okay, but then have a look at it from the scope of like AFL footy. Oppenheimer cost 15,000 Jack Petrocellis. Mm. Oppenheimer cost one AFL. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. It costed 10,000 Jack Petrocellis, yeah, but, but only like four Gil McLaughlins. <laughs> Which is the biggest issue? <laughs> that is slow. That's an issue. That's Gil- an issue. Gil McLaughlin almost has a bit of Killian Murphy about him. I mm. reckon he could eat Killian Murphy. There's this weird part of the movie where, like, uh, Killian Murphy's naked. Oh, we got to move on. And Florence Pugh's also naked, so we had to like. Um, fuck! Oh shit! <laughs> the, camera, the camera pans from Pugh. <laughs> <laughs> But like he looks terrible. He looks like one of those aliens from Many in Black movies. You know the little cricket. Oh, oh no! <laughs> yeah, damn it. Let's just move on. This is too much this of a mind. It's not working. It's not working. Breakups, hookups, scandals. We know your darkest secrets. Sports gossip. Sports gossip. You can't. <laughs> you can't um. You can't bloody keep sports away from gossip and you can't keep gossip away from sport. Obviously. Or celebs away from sport or sports away from celebs. They just go hand in hand, don't they? Any other thing they can't be together? Oh, there's there's an endless list, but I've got to get to the sports gossip, guys. (laughs) You won't believe which A-lister was spotted at the Ashes over the weekend, guys. Yes, the boy from Oz, Hugh Jackman. Fulfilled a lifelong dream of going to the ashes. It's amazing, guys. Yeah, it's <laughs> Hugh Jackman. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. I haven't heard from him in a while. Hugh Jackman. Yeah, it is good. He, he tweeted, I dreamt of this moment as a kid. Never thought it'd happen. If only I could go back in time and tell that scrawny little boy. Believe it. Hugh, you probably could have made this dream come true like 30 <laughs> years ago, mate. You've been yeah. famous for ages. Famous for a long time. Why just buy a ticket. Yeah, just buy a ticket. No, Hugh's a good guy. He's the kind of guy that makes me think, God, well, I just wanted to do musicals back at school. What was I? Was I too cool? Yeah, you thought you were too cool. You were very cool. I want to play footy or something? Yeah, you thought you were too cool because you didn't have the option. You're like, look at all, like, I might get teased, but in reality, you should have just been strong. I know. Am I speaking from my own heart? Yeah, I think you've been through this experience as well. Yeah, I wish I did. That was some cool. Our school was brilliant musical theatre. Um, they had great productions. Imagine how good they could have been with you. Oh, yeah, you could have played Annie. I could have played <laughs> Annie. Also, hang on a sec. Just back to Hugh Jackman going to the ashes. It's accessible for a lot of people. <laughs> like You I don't know. have to be mega famous. <laughs> it seems like his schedule's been so busy. That, that boy was so busy back then. Is it weird that his dream <laughs> of not going, of going to the ashes and not achieving it is 
that part of the reason it propelled him to such superstardom in other fields. He's like, well, if I can't go to the Ashes, I'm going to be the biggest goddamn star in the world. And yeah. then over 30 years, he forgot he wanted to go to the Ashes. And that's what they call opportunity cost, Nick and I went, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, you won't believe which time. Oh, Stop telling me I won't believe. Yeah. Well, I didn't believe that it's story. Sports, I'm certainly not going to believe this one. You won't believe which WWE legend has been attending weddings recently. Hit it. Yeah. That's the uh, theme song of the legendary Hulk Hogan. Whoa. Come on. I know, right? Yes, brother. Yes, brother. Brother. Guys, what kind of guest do you think Hulk Hogan is at a wedding? Uh, Pile drive someone through a wedding table? Kind of. He'd definitely be putting people on his shoulders. Yeah, kind of. Kind of. Kind of. Well, wrong. Just so no kind of. (laughs) No, not at all. (laughs) I'm not too good, it seems. He, uh... Committed the ultimate cardinal yes, sin. Yes, because when you guys were getting married, you handed her your bouquet. That makes her next. And her birthday was last Thursday, and I asked Sky to marry me, and she was crazy enough to say yes, brother. <laughs> brother. So you can't do that. You can't announce an engagement at a wedding. Well, I mean, what's with you being the traditionalist all of a no, sudden? No, no, I don't think it, I don't think you can. I think you can do it very quietly, maybe the night before. What in U.S. law you're not allowed to do it? Well, the thing is, in sports gossip law, you're not allowed to do it. The thing is, the thing is, <laughs> guys, the thing is, the thing is, he's gone to big house. You after can't, this. you can't. Yeah, oh shit, I'm warming up for that. It's <laughs> going to be hectic. There's a little bit more sports gossip to come, but no, I think you. Weddings are great. It's a chance the family gets together. So it is a good time for announcements maybe over the weekend. Do it before. Maybe do it after. Mm. Do it discreetly. Mm. Don't steal the show. You guys don't know what it's like to be a bride dealer. Neither do I. But I'm trying to have some bloody sympathy, right? Yeah. For a second I thought thought when you said he'd committed the cardinal sin, which traditionally is if someone wears a white dress to the wedding. I I was worried that we were going to see a photo of him in a white dress. I thought you were going to say that he rooted the bride. (laughs) American. (laughs) Now, guys, it wouldn't be sports gossip if I didn't update you on my favourite podcast, Sam Newman's You Cannot Be Serious. I'm enjoying this. Um, Without context... Here are the highlights, my highlights from the latest episode. Oh. I said, Omni, very off chance. I don't know. I said, have what you got it? any clean underwear yeah. on? And, and she said, well, so I've always got clean underwear oh, on. Oh, she's always prepared. You, you are a dribbling fuck. You've got to keep, you got to keep giving inane fucking dribbling <laughs> comments as I go on. Oh, she's almost prepared. Uh, what the fuck? Before we allow people upstairs, do you want to go up and have a look at what happens upstairs? You know, a private tour. (laughs) That was the mistress. Me dead. How many years have we done this? There's one where you can put your feet into stocks. (laughs) Someone said to me, I'd like to give you a head job, but I don't think... They said that to you? I don't think I could get my mouth over your head. And (laughs) it's a whipping station where you can get whipped or... There's uh, condoms and there's lube, lube, lube. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Sam's done it again. You know what I do like hearing him? I do, I do like hearing him say f- fucking. He says it brilliantly. Yeah. He's got a way with the English language, doesn't Maybe he? I, when they're not being uh, like racist or ableist or sexist, I actually don't mind them. Which pod's that? <laughs> <laughs> 
Thank you very much for sports gossip, uh, Harry. As thorough as ever. You're welcome. Uh, this week on the podcast, we have a very special guest. I think we all love the most about the AFL and Aussie rules and any sport for that matter is the weekly tribunal hearings. They can last up to five hours <laughs> and can be as stupid as whether it's high contact, malicious or high contact, accidental because they've got different things. They change the rules all the time in the AFL. And I guess a lot of us tune out for it and just don't even care and we just see the result. Hey, this guy's been cleared or this guy's okay. But some people have to sit through all of that all the time. And one mm. guy in particular is afl.com.au's David Zeta. And he's really funny on Twitter. Rules for Aussie rules are so subjective within the AFL, so therefore it opens interpretation. Harry, you looking out the other day how many tribunals or cases there were raised in 2022 alone? It was something like 212 yeah, or something? Yeah, there, there were hundreds of, I think, charges. And then, oh, charges, and then cases, sorry. But also the, the concerning number was... But from 2015 to now, it's gone up like 150% or something. So the amount of charges being dished out, so therefore there's yeah. more tribunals and yeah. there's more yeah. David Zeta hanging out, waiting for this thing to end. And I thought, surely he must be joking about how much he hates it. But lo and behold, no. Um, I probably hate it with every fibre of my being. <laughs> um, probably the most accurate answer. No, they suck. Um, they go for too long. Um, they're too overly serious and uh, it's bogged down in needless process. Uh, I don't like them. I went to one when I worked at the footy show once. I went to Basha Hooley's uh, tribunal and that was one of the most... I was really excited for it because I always wanted to be in a tribunal setting because you, you read it and you're like, why can't these be televised? Why can't we be there? And then you go there and it's like, I know why these aren't televised. I don't know why we shouldn't go there because they suck. So um, <laughs> I, we now do them via WebEx. Oh, okay. Because okay. yeah. you can, can sort of talk shit um, about it without people hearing you, um, which which is good. Is when you're at, when you're on the weekend and you're watching a game, like you're at, you finally get a Saturday off and you go to the pub or something, and you see someone do the stupidest punch ever, where you know it's like on the line. Do you sort of just slam your drink or like throw your your laptop at the wall or something? Yeah, it's like um, the sound of silence sort of just starts playing in almost out loud um, wherever I am, and just sort of this rain cloud appears over my head, um, and it's it, it's it's not good. And, and I and but I don't, I'm always working Saturdays because I'm doing updates on Fox Footy, and um, we're in the office, and then you know whoever's there, Jono or whoever's whoever's around there, Derm, they're like, oh, there's one for you, Zeets, and I say, oh, what is it? And I have a look at it, and I go. Oh, Oh, <laughs> It'll be a busy that's, week. That's what Tuesday. That's what Tuesday calls. Okay. Does anything stick out from everyone you've gone to for the the silliest argument made by a law firm representing a club where you were like, "Come on, man! Like, how many layers well, deep to pull up this one?" What, what does anything stick out? Um, I always get a bit of um, stress when they say we would like permission to call the biomechanist, please. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the biomechanist is not that's sort of something you do when you're really up against the wall and you just go let's just bring in the biomechanist um and then probably actually junior uh, yeah sorry willie violi's case um the other night the uh legal representative said uh this oh no, the afl's legal representative said this uh slap from willie Yoli could have broken uh, nathan murphy's jaw I don't know what sort of slaps he... I just didn't think that was an accurate statement. 
you, you hear some weird arguments. You hear some. That's why you need some entertainment, and you need to take the piss. Otherwise, you you, you really lose the will to live, and, and we don't want that in our place of work. David, there was a famous argument, um, a case back to two thousand. So you might be across this one. Peter Philandia suspended for ten matches after um, biting an opponent's testicle. Now. He told the tribunal he could not breathe. So there's an excuse for him. But look, whether that's true or not, 10 matches, do you think today, with today's new tougher penalties and tough rules, what, what do you think the suspension would be? I mean, it's a difficult one based on the MRO matrix, which always gets a run, because technically it's it's body contact, which is not uh, high. And high contact is where you don't want to be, because that's just not good for anyone involved um, when it comes to the uh, suspension table. But... Uh, I don't know how many matches that would be. Um, but that was 10 matches, was it, back in the day? Yeah, it's yeah. at 10. Yep. So does that mean that two testicles would have been 20? I don't know how, how does it work. <laughs> Look, it's yeah, unprecedented, but yes. Dale, this guy's good. By the this book. Um, <laughs> do, when you're at parties, like dinner parties on the weekend, and there's, you know, there's always you know, 80% of the population, 50%, whatever it is, don't really follow footy. It's particularly tribunal yeah. chat. Are you sort of yeah. like that meme in the corner, like none of these people even realise? <laughs> yeah, I feel like you live in a sort of ethereal plane of existence um, and people can't really uh, can't really relate to it. Um, and then when you go to footy functions, I was at the Hall of Fame uh, recently and I uh, was asked um, by, I oh know, every time I saw a person, I think I had, I, I said I had 10 different people um, in a bid to network. Um, and each of those people made a tribunal-related gag oh, um, about me, and I, I, I just sort of went, "Yeah, yeah, cool," and then just, um, <laughs> yeah. Thanks. So uh, I'm just at that point now. So you just have to get used to it. Um, but better to be known for something than to be not not be known. But I don't know what the saying is, but you know, that was, close. that was pretty good. <laughs> was good. I can work on that yeah. one before the next dot, meeting. Dot, great or yeah. something. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, did you play footy growing when you were growing up? Like, what 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 is your background in footy, and how did you come uh, to being a sports reporter? Um, I was a very big tennis man. Actually, hosted tennis podcasts with Ash Williams. Yeah, Ash yeah, is hilarious. The Ash podcast. That's that's good fun. Um, and it's we're in the middle of a rebrand at the moment because my mum isn't happy that my name isn't in the podcast titles. So um, <laughs> nice. Ash, we're currently in the midst of a full-scale rebrand and relaunch, um, but sort of just got into sports journalism. I like talking about sport, um, and that was the window. And I, I dropped out of maths and science in like year 10 because I was shit at it. So um, I think I sort of found my calling in terms of the one thing I don't do entirely shitly. Really bad news this week, passing of um, Tom Brown. Uh, is there anything that you're going to miss about him? Um, like any... any... Oh, everything. Everything. I miss everything about him. He was... Um, he was one of a kind. Um, I just hope I, I want to see him open the comments back up on Twitter. Yes. Um, because now he doesn't really need to worry. I, I'm just, I just, I'm just fascinated to see if he goes more unhinged with his sort of twi- twitterings. Uh, I think he'll get the itch really quickly. Well, Mark um, Stevens did a bit, so like yeah. you feel like he occasionally is like like he weighs in on the weirdest things, and I'm just picturing there's no way Tom Brown can not. I don't. Know what Steve's long-term gut. I feel like he's got some sort of master plan. I just don't know what it is, um, and I'm fascinated to see where where he's because he, he does tweet a lot about footy now. You can see it, um, and it's um, you can literally see it. And uh, I'm just I'm I'm fascinated by the whole thing. But I think we will all miss Tom. I genuinely think that because he is not um, your stereotypical 
journo. And I think we need a bit more of that in our lives, not just in, in footy, but in our lives as well. You can't just be straighty 180 all the time. That's not fun for anyone. I really appreciate you taking the time out of your day because I know you guys get flogged during the footy season. It could be a grind, this part of it. No, absolutely. Anytime. It's, it's always good fun to, uh, to vent. I like venting. Oh, fascinating stuff there. Yeah, he's a good guy. Yeah. Pretty funny. Yeah, he's, he's very uh, very comical in a dark world of um, the dark part of AFL. <laughs> Sometimes people, people call it. <laughs> very topical, though, the Peter Philandia stuff right now. Well, the Peter well, Philandia stuff, well, we've got Dane Zorko, yeah. the squirrel grip uh, master well, that just got fuck? taken down by Took Miller on the weekend. And uh, he's like, he, we actually got the audio, he's like... Let's go! He just... Like, isn't Zorko like notoriously one of the worst blokes? Supposedly, like gets like, into so many scraps. Just like white all, line the, fever all the players all the come up to him all the time, and uh, the Took Miller thing seemed fairly innocuous. Like it was just in a tackle and managed to get a full blown a you know, hand, handful of scrote. Yeah, uh, scrote this and scrote that. <laughs> Zorko reckons he's got one of the the purplest scrotes going around in the business at the moment because it's all bruised. So. <laughs> No, not happy. It's Peter Falandia 2.0. I'm going to have to give you a Riz warning. This is this is again getting out of hand. I don't know what the fuck is happening today, but I've had it enough. It's too sexy. Oh. Mr. President, can this wait? I've got bigger fish to fry. God bless my friend Harry. Harry's big house. Just a few more bangs of the gavel before we activate the travel gavel and take it to Philadelphia. You're going to bring it with? Uh, yeah, travel gavel mode. <laughs> Can you please remember to bring the tripod because we actually really need it. <laughs> if, it if it comes down to gavel or tripod. Well, 23 kilograms allowance on the planes. Um, a lot of that will be taken up by my bowling ball. <laughs> <laughs> George usually bit, remember? Oh, sorry. Oh, duh! <laughs> Sorry. This court is now in session. Justice Fitzgerald, do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth? Yes, I do. <laughs> Thank you. Did you free plan that? <laughs> Rebecca writes in. And she even said, could you please include that sound effect? Because a female email. I know, that's why I got it. It's awesome, it's Ooh. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Order. What oh, oh, fuck's sake. <laughs> hey guys, I have a submission for Harry's Big House, a segment my partner likes to listen to every week and have his own ruling on, which he always ends up telling me. This time, however, he is the one who you will need to judge. It started a few weeks ago when I was telling him about my upcoming netball game on the weekend against the team that was on top of the ladder. We are also a pretty good team. And we were coming second at the time. What's over there? The people risen in the corner. My partner, who you can call Danny, knew how passionate I was about the game and joked saying, yeah, maybe you will win this one. We like to make jokes and have a laugh. So I replied, <laughs> and if we do, will you do something in return? He looked amused and agreed to the punishment. I thought about it and laughed telling him if we end up winning, you must buy the first round of drinks for my team at the pub in my winning netball dress. He thought it was an inane punishment, but agreed to it because he knew we wouldn't win. Fast forward to that weekend and to everyone's surprise, including my boyfriend, we win by a single point. Wow. We couldn't believe it and we were all ecstatic about the win, but more importantly, the bet which I had officially won. When I approached my boyfriend about the bet, he denied and said we won by luck and it doesn't count. Oh. He refuses to do it, and it's not very sportsman-like and a bit of a dog act. To this day, it's been a few weeks, 
He still won't admit defeat and give my team and I the drinks we deserve while also giving us the show of seeing my boyfriend in my netball dress, which would be hilarious. For reference, I wear the bodysuit style, which means he wouldn't even have a problem with sizing or anything. I trust you, Harry. We'll pass on the judgment that he so very much deserves. Don't go easy on him. Rebecca. God. It's not easy, is it? I don't know how you keep going. You gotta travel and you gotta carry this. You're gonna exceed your 23 kilos. <laughs> you got the weight of the world it's on a, your shoulders right a, now. It's a burden. <laughs> it's, a, it's a fucking burden, I tell you that I much. Know. I don't know what's going on anymore. I, I, might, I might honestly just. I don't know. Is this the last time I do this? Because. <laughs> <laughs> Harry, wait. What? Wait. What? Don't walk out that door. <laughs> there is so much gaveling to do. Order. <laughs> Rebecca, I thank you for your bravery. And I also love how open you are about this case with your partner, seeing as though you emailed in from your joint email address. <laughs> Danny, Danny, Danny. What to do with you? There's no need to really go into this too deeply. Ha, 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 you said when sarcastically suggesting that your partner would win the game. Hmm. Sorry, this is getting graphic. <laughs> it's getting a lot. Order. Order! Doubting your partner's team's ability is rather disgraceful, but you know what? That isn't a crime here. <laughs> Thanks. You've made a bet and you haven't come good in it. That's a crime. Yep. And you really owe it to Rebecca's team. They just knocked off the fucking top team. And we're waiting at the pub for you to come through wearing a humorous outfit. They waited and waited and waited and waited and then probably ordered themselves a drink <laughs> because you didn't show up. <laughs> you got to order a drink. I don't even want to give your excuse a lot of day either, but sadly I have to present all the evidence. It's your job. They won by luck, you said. Go long, Danny. A win is a win. Fair and square. You sound a bit like an, uh, a sad English supporter, thinking that they've won the moral ashes. Guilty. But guess what, guys? I'm not going to make Danny do a damn thing. What? No. Nah, I've decided that he's free to go. You've gone soft. You're going to let him go. Walk out that door. Yeah. Don't turn around. Oh. I can see it in your facial expressions, guys. You're thinking, what? What the hell? The Flipadelphia. <laughs> He's just getting away with it. What the hell? What kind of message does this send to the rest of society? Not a good one. Can everyone just make a bet and follow through without doing the punishment? Or not follow through? They are all good questions, guys. Thanks for asking. <laughs> now, I really didn't want to do this, but I've got no choice. Josh, could you please pass me that big dusty book over there? Oh, th thanks, mate. <laughs> it's yeah, dust. yeah, thanks. Now, this is not the Dog Act of 1974, but the Dog Act of 1474. <laughs> I'm going to put a curse on Danny. No! <laughs> Harry, do you know what you're doing? 
pub. <laughs> I certainly do. And Danny, seeing as though you're such a big believer in luck, you have now been cursed with bad luck in the sporting world until you come good on your bet. Don't, Harry! If you place a bet on sport, it will lose. <laughs> the teams or athletes you support in any sport will have yeah. terrible results. Umpiring will forever be against you and your team. Oh, my God. The bounce of the ball will be forever against you. In fact, you can remove lucky bounce from your vocabulary because <laughs> you won't be getting any, Danny. Your next game of whatever sport you like to enjoy will be a complete failure. <laughs> Danny, if I was you, I'd be getting down to that pub next time the netballs are there. And you better have that outfit on because this is how you lift the curse by coming through with the bet. Not a curse. It's up to you. And I don't know what you guys are into, but I feel like if Danny really wants to make it up to Rebecca, then he should put that netball outfit on in the bedroom. Case closed. <laughs> That's got to be the most damning verdict yet. Yeah. I, 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 I. <laughs> Lube. <laughs> oh, that got me. Wow. What a good verdict. Because we believe in curses on this pod. Yeah, we do. Especially in the sporting world. And that's all the belief you need for that to happen. Danny's fucked. Yeah, fuck Danny. Get down to the rowdy um, drinks after netball at the pub and You get can't win it. by luck. Okay, uh, Stephen Bradbury, Bradbury won by luck. Oh, hand yeah. back my gold medal, please. Yeah. He also <laughs> won a bronze. People forget exactly. that. Exactly, yeah. It was a tough journey. Mm. Oh. Dear muscles. Hello, great superstars. Hold regards. You've got mail. Welcome to Mail It In. I still haven't got another SIM card, so we just have emails and DMs that I've emailed myself as well. Blake uh, says... I went to a quiz night on Saturday. Every year it is the biggest fundraising event for my kids' junior footy club, the Adidale Bombers. Shout out Adidale Bombers. I drank all the beers. Oh, that's illegal. <laughs> I woke up Sunday morning filled with anxiety. I asked my wife if I said anything stupid or made a C word of myself. We don't like that word around here. Delete that one. Yeah. She told me, go to the dining room. That's when I saw this. C pick and the pick attached is a signed jersey of the West uh, West Coast Eagle jersey from this year. <laughs> anyway, as a passionate and vocal West Coast supporter, I paid $400 for this jersey which commemorates our worst season ever. What makes it even worse was that I was so pissed I upped my bid against myself multiple <laughs> times not realising that the auctioneer was just repeating my bid while I thought he was announcing a counter offer. <laughs> All the best. Thank you, Blake. And well done for your terrific purchase. Now, um, on the topic of worst seasons ever for a team to, um, to go through, sitting behind Driz there is actually something you won, Driz. Yeah, the mighty uh, Perth Scorchers, one, uh, the most successful Big Bash team in history, but they had one really off season where they came dead last and I won a jersey from the season yeah. where they came dead last. So that jersey is technically... Rarer than the ones from their successful season. Smart, <laughs> smart. Yeah, Check, yeah. Chess checkers stuff. Um, we had got someone from the Sash podcast, an Essendon only podcast. Cool. Rob from that emailed in because he he did an interview with Warwick Kappa in the last couple of years, and he wanted to tell us the story. He said he arrived at the at around uh, on Tuesday around nine thirty a.m. and Kappa opens the door completely shirtless, sniffing heavily, invites us uh, into his man cave, and the walls are covered with articles of himself. The room stinks of booze and smokes. 
and has white crumbs across the table everywhere. Refuses to stop doing bits about being the greatest when we just wanted to ask him some serious opinions about the Sydney Swans. 10.30am, his friend arrives to watch the interview with a plastic bag full of white wine bottles. Friend has a full-grown rabbit on his shoulder, which hangs out with him at all times. 11am, the interview concludes, Kappa invites us to stay for some pre-midday wine. Uh, we decline and left. Never meet your heroes, guys. Keep up the good work. Always keen for a ch- to chat pods. The guy that has the rabbit, that's like a notorious guy in Melbourne. He like sells stuff prior to games and he just always has a rabbit on his shoulder. And he also sent in a photo. Someone sent in um, Warwick Happy was at the beach and the guy with the rabbit is just in the water but with clothes on swimming but with the rabbit on his shoulder. Okay, the rabbit on his shoulder. (laughs) So So he's some sort of like pseudo pirate. Yeah, pseudo pirate, reverse pirate. Yeah. Captain Jack Sparrow, eat your heart out. Yeah, exactly. Thanks, Rob. <laughs> Check out the Sash podcast if you're a Don's fan as well. Now, last week we spoke about um, the Galaxy Bar in Bali. It's a famous sports bar. And um, William writes in, my brother and I went to Galaxy Sports Bar in Bali like five years ago. I googled near a sports bar and we walked for about 35 minutes in blistering heat to get there. We were welcomed by the huge satellite dish and staff welcoming us to Galaxy. The place was a dump. Dirt floors, expensive buckets of bintang. Three for $20. That's heaps. And it was pretty clear that they didn't even use the satellite dish. All the games were streamed illegally through a heavily ad-riddled site like crick.free. I don't know that one. Oh, yeah, you can use one like VIP.com and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, cool. We had to ask the staff to refresh the page two or three times during an NRL game. My mum and dad wanted to meet us for beers. I warned her it might not be up her alley. When she arrived, she sat down for two minutes, assessed her situation and left. (laughs) (laughs) Have you guys been to the Galaxy Sports Bar? No, I've I've, I've visited for a beer. Last time I went to the Galaxy Sports Bar, I was hung as a dog and super hungry and just was like, I'll get something very generic. I'll just grab a pizza, like a a Hawaiian pizza. And it came came out and it was just armor canes. And I was like, well, well, I guess it's good to be eating something familiar. Yeah, you You really went adventurous on your trip to Bali. Oh, no, no, no. Bin, bin tanks and armor canes. We always rip on Drews because uh, we think his palate consists of chicken nuggets through to solo. And you think that because that's that's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Bruce Wayne, hello three men. Uh, listening to Josh's story about the Bali uh, moped boner got me thinking about a recent trip down memory lane discussion with his friend. So I was in Bali and I was on the back and got a travel boner, which apparently isn't common, but according it is because they well, happen, all right? Well, Bruce Wayne got one. So maybe, well, maybe, maybe, sorry maybe. for a spoiler. Bruce Wayne. Whoa. <laughs> well, hey, oh. uh, let me take you down memory lane. Before the days of cell phones, masturbation would sometimes be a well thought out and okay, what is with this episode and the riz? Yeah, I don't know, but Bruce has got it, so let's keep let's keep hearing from him. Every Sunday in the newspaper, there's a t- there was a TV guide. I would go through the guide and go straight to Friday and Saturday nights on SBS. If there was an N or a double S next to the European movie playing that night, it would mean one thing and one thing only. I had a chance to see a few seconds of boobs and that would be plenty enough for a young pimple face Ajax sketch. God. Great. What I didn't know at the time was that my mates were doing the exact same thing as me. But we had no idea until later in years. Needless to say, it brought us closer than ever before. I would love to know if you used to do this too. Fuck the lot of you, Jordan. Oh, Jordan. Now that is a touching story of friendship that endures the test of time, you know what I mean? These guys, they thought they were fapping alone. 
Nah. You know it. You don't fap alone. Never fap alone. That's what you don't know. You'll never <laughs> fap alone. <laughs> uh, who's going first? Well, we used to have TV Guide. I remember. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Who's admitting it first? Oh, no. I definitely was aware that boobs were more likely on Swedish and French films rather than Hey, Hey, It's Saturday. Yeah, that's true. Never, uh, never discount it, though, from Hey, yeah, Hey, It's Saturday. Right. Uh, Agro could get a little bit. For those two young, yeah. it's, it's like bounce with a better budget. And mm. more tits. <laughs> What about you, Harry? Would you stay up late for the chance of a nip? Nah, you'd stay up late for the chance of a nip on maybe up late Big Brother. Big Brother up late was a pretty rogue show, even to today's standards. Yeah, well, it was 20 well, years well, ago. Well, yeah, today's yeah. standards are very different yeah. too. Drews, thank you so much for joining the podcast. Are you going to miss Harry and me while we're in Philly? <laughs> I'm going to be so sad. Uh, next week we'll have Georgia. Wait, no, we'll be in Philly so, George will have a Perth update yes. next week. Okay. And uh, once again, kick a forward mailbag at gmail.com. Send in your email. Send in your nephew of the week. Send in your Harry's Big House submissions. Send in whatever the flip you want. Language. Uh, the one thing <coughs> is, too, I just want to say, we forget, we think we're funny. You guys are so funny. The amount of stuff you send in, it often trumps oh up. Always trumps oh up. You're God. so funny. So, thank you so much for everyone that helped yeah. out this week. Really helps us build the episode. And we'll give you a next update from Pennsylvania. Oh my god. Is that where Dracula's from? Yes, we will. Oh, Dracula at lined up for next week. Awesome. (laughs) I want to suck your riz. (laughs) Boing. See ya. This episode of the Kick It Forward podcast is made possible thanks to Neds. Now, the footy season is one thing, but the tipping comp comes along with that as well. And there's every type. There's the guy that takes it way too seriously. That's like Giorgio, who only really has interest if they're close to the top and then never applies to anything. And then there's guys like Harry, who I don't quite know what Harry does care about. Now, if you don't really like tipping, but you want a one-stop shop for social betting, the Neds app is what you need. You can create groups to bet together. If you think you've found a winner or looking for a hot tip, tell your friends and check out what other punters are trying that week. Plus, follow expert tips and insights on everything AFL from the fantasy pig himself, Tom Rockcliffe, within the Neds AFL Open Group. And if you're not into footy, the app has racing, basketball, UFC, soccer, and much, much more. Download the Neds app if you haven't already and take it to the Neds level. T's and C's apply and are available on the Neds website. What's gambling really costing you? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au.